We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Miami Heat Beat postgame show after a win against the Chicago Bulls, getting back on track. I'm your host, Carlo Navas. And with me today, Saucy Takes. Yo, 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 baby, the leches. We are bringing tres leches to Thanksgiving, guys. It is official. Uh, the Heat menu is in for their potluck. They're bringing tres leches, baby. We're bringing leches back. We got here on screen. An unfamiliar face to some of you. This is Pablo the intern. His debut today. Does he wave? <laughs> Look at him wave. Be What's nice up, guys? to him, chat. What's up, Pablo? Hey, man. What's up, chat? Uh, Chat's, Chat's happy to see you. I'm happy to see you. Listen, you've, you've been producing behind the scenes for a bit. And listen, we thought, what a better what a better way to uh, to debut than after this heat win. Chat saying, is this the wing stop guy? Yeah. Uh, it, it is, it is the wing stop guy. Uh chat likes your one piece shirt. Of course. They they know what peak is, is what it is. But uh, Schmidt's asking if this is Dollar Tree asked Jason Capono. Uh, <laughs> Cuban, Cuban Jason Capono. Uh Cuban Capono. It's not a bad comparison. I kind of like it. You kind of like, okay. We'll ride with that, but chat. Heat win! Heat win! Big, big day. Uh, listen, anytime that you kind of come back after an embarrassing loss and you blow the other team out, that is an enormous positive. We're going to get to all that stuff in a second. want to give a shout-out to the Lettuce Agenda Commissioner gifting a Tier 1 sub, saying that uh, he's going to donate a sub uh, for every incredible Lettuce game this season. So we love to see that. Vainhype just gifted a Tier 1 sub to Zach Levine. Uh, greatest bit in the history of MHB chat. They uh, may have just gifting subs to uh, other players. Let's uh, just commissioner says Louis sign look at extra white today. <laughs> Great tribute to Duncan. Let's start there, guys. Let's start. Let's start with Duncan Robinson, my man. I am. I can't believe what's happening with Duncan. He is, dare I say, 2020 Duncan. 
put up nine threes today. And I think the biggest kind of most important thing for me is, are you getting the amount of shots up that you were getting before? Because he went six for nine today. This man went this, loot. This man went six for nine from three. He's putting up nine threes a game. He made six of them. Was a point away from being their leading scorer. Had twenty two. Is giving you other stuff off the drive. He drew a foul off the drive for God's sake, Lou. I don't even know what to do anymore. This man, I never ever seen you act like this before. Man, I, I, at some point, this gotta be. This has become regular, and it's crazy to think we're expecting this from Duncan Robinson. Considering, well, it's not. Let me let me rephrase that. It's not crazy for me, but it should be crazy to a lot of Heat fans who were already down and out last year. They wanted that motherfucker as far they wanted him in China. But here he is telling Jimmy Butler out of all people, he's a bad motherfucker, man. And that's I, how you know Duncan is back. No, oh, please tell because people might have missed that. Duncan Robinson said that, right? On TV. Yeah, yeah he said it after the three-pointer when they uh it put us up 114.94. They called a timeout. He went to Jimmy. He said, I'm a bad motherfucker. And Who and right Duncan, amen. If this, I, I said it last stream. If Kevin Love makes Duncan Robinson play like this, keep him till he's fifty-five. I don't give a damn. Doc, like, he's th- about to, he's about to play this well for the next two seasons, and they're gonna pay him again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll worry about that when we get there. We'll worry about that when we get there. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. Pablo, Pablo, how do you experience this Duncan mania? I mean, we're back, baby. <laughs> Listen, is it is it too late to start the MIP like campaign for Duncan? He can't get MIP. He can't. But why not? Why are you such he, a hater, he was, G? He was he was too good before. G, G he, he sucked like, last year. He yeah, didn't but he play. was good before that. <laughs> that's but that's fine. What are the rules? Let Look, Tyler just rest until the postseason. I'm betting Duncan MIP right this moment. I think with Duncan, he's just looking more confident. Which each game as it flows, you can tell. That it's he's a, a new complete a completely new player because before the 2020 Duncan was mostly just off ball movements coming off bam screens and if he couldn't get open off a bam screen it was just a pass. Now now with Duncan he can come off the dribble the two man game with bam is incredible every time they're on the floor is is there is is either a bam layup a Duncan three or it is it, or it gets someone else in the corner open. So I just his off ball is always going to be there. But his, but his on dribble, his on ball has been his greatest improvement as a player. And that's why he's getting minutes. And that's why he's playing as great as he is. I mean, sure. everything that you said is correct. Uh, you know, I thought he added when the second defender steps up to trap him off coming off a screen or a handoff. He got really good at that pass. Right. If Bam slips, it's not just that anymore. It's everything. It's- creating it's he takes the ball early and notice where bam is setting screens for him he's not setting screens at the three-point line it's like two or three steps behind it to give duncan the option to pull up off the off the off the off the pick or to take that bitch downhill and credit to him he's doing it and by the way not as scared of shot blockers got blocked by drummond today don't care i'm glad that he's just not scared to go at these guys. And again, we got this masterpiece of a moment. He comes oh, off the screen, pulls up. Right there. 
right there. Read the lips. Go to the bitch. I'm a, I'm bad, a bad motherfucker. God damn. The point. The point. I want to watch. That. I'm going to run that back and I'm going to watch that again. That's that's a classic handoff. It went and under. Make them wonder. Don't go under. You should know better. Look at that. Oh. And then the point. It's the point that does it for me. I mean, and Spo, look, listen, Spo, I'm going to pause. I, wa- I want you to look at Spo's face. <laughs> this man's terrified you're about to blow another lead. That, that, <laughs> he just wants to get out of there. He wants to get out alive. What I think I love about that shot about D-Rob was the way his body just was positioned towards the basket. He never lost balance. So the moment oh, yeah. he went up, he knew it was going to go in. There, his feet was his his feet doesn't even have to face the basket because his body's already facing the basket. So it's gonna those shots are always gonna go in. Weird Alfred chat says Duncan's <laughs> playing so well, it's gonna make Spoh's ball spot disappear. You think Bro. that'll work for me? <laughs> yeah, no, that's Cal Lowry for you. Hey, hey, it was good today too. But today's <laughs> listen, today's a Duncan and Bam day. Today's the a Leche's day. It's a Leche's day today, bro. You know, there were a couple things that Duncan did. You know, not even on offense that impressed me. I think his team defense has gotten a lot better. There was a there was a play where I think Demar had an angle to the basket. Duncan very very quickly closed that gap as a helper, kind of stunted in, and that closed very quickly for Demar. And he has size to kind of bother stuff like that. He's never gonna be Lou a stopper, but if you can survive in team defense schemes, and listen, they played a lot of zone today, and whether that worked or not, I think is up for debate. But yeah. I do think that there are improvements that go beyond he's not fouling all the time anymore. Oh, no, f- for sure. And I think, you know, I- I've thought about this uh, for Duncan for a couple of years now. He's improved every year defensively. It's just it's never meshed up to the offense and the fouling was still becoming an issue. But I thought as a team defender, even since he first stepped onto the scene, like he was very timely with his doubles. But now he's timely with his digs as well. He's timely with. You know, his closeouts aren't as out of control. He's able to close out and at least contain the ball a little. His length is the rest, but um, he's it's it's everything else. The shooting was always there, hot or cold. But it, I, I have a saying, if you're not scoring, you're snoring. Now, even if Duncan isn't scoring, he's not snoring no more because he's impacting the game in other ways. I know he finished with two assists, but it like I felt like he had like six assists today. Just the hockey assist is something incredible. The way he gets the ball flowing on both, like, you know, just it's it's beautiful, man. I don't know what's gotten into Duncan, but I don't no know. Maybe turnovers. he's no turnovers, and no he t- is, and he gets off the ball, and he, he's not a guy that is holding on to the ball. I know you only had two there. assists tonight, but to your point, the hockey assist, the he's getting off the ball quickly and moving. Whenever he has it, the ball just keeps finding energy. Like it just doesn't like just like he doesn't kill a possession just because he's trying to do too much. He he has like a good. Um, internal clock on when to give it up and look for something else. Lou, do you got um, Pablo? Do you got anything on his defense before I move on? Because again, uh, I feel like we're gonna do a lot of these, you know, Duncan victory lap shows throughout the year. I hope we do. Uh, but you know, one last thing on his defense, and then we'll get into some of the. Somebody other guys. said I'm a horchatic. Oh my god, bro. That's a beggar. <laughs> that has to be a dairy out. Crab dose, put it in the dairy <laughs> out. <laughs> That's fucking incredible, dog. Uh, with Duncan's defense, I think a little bit of Spose's coaching 
is allowing him to play much better defense as well because we all know he's not as quick on his feet. So instead of putting him in the 2-3 zone, instead of putting him in the top, it Spo puts him on the wing in the bottom. So that allows him to guard a little bit bigger players, a little bit slower players. And so he doesn't get beat as much by the guards in the top. That's why he had uh, uh, Richardson and Caleb at the top during that fourth quarter uh, that fourth quarter team. So I think that's why his defense has been looking a lot better when it comes to that zone. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you guys feel like the zone, while we're on this topic, how did you guys feel about the zone today? Because I think the zone did its job and uh, Chicago took a lot of threes that I think Miami's okay with. A lot of so-so to whatever shooters or I think shooters that you're okay with taking shots. They were taking open threes. I think you want those contests a little a little bit more active. But, Lou, I I thought the zone did its job. It got cooked at times. But I think that the shot selection is what Miami would live with by design. Whether you agree with that or not, how did you feel like it performed? Um, I thought it was okay. Um Again, when you're forcing one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league to shoot threes, things are going to bode well for you. It's gonna, the result is going to is going to influence your just in general your your thought process. If they're not hitting, then you're like, oh, the zone's working wonders. But I thought they were selective with the people they were allowing to shoot the threes. It was a lot of Vucevic shooting, um, some Patrick Williams shooting, and stuff like that. Like it wasn't like they were just like Levine can take those or Kobe White can take those because those guys were hitting threes. So, I mean, the, the zone kind of did his thing. Um, I, I'm glad that they switched it up. It's been a lot of BAM dropping. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that um, 
they were able to they mixed in some switches there for stretches in the third and fourth quarter they um of just switching or playing at the level like just different things throwing two at the ball making like letting the defense the defensive back line play off of that so i'm glad that they switched up the scheme because the heat's fourth quarter um defensive rating has been terrible atrocious it's horrible the but i think the i think they're gonna live with the Mars shooting threes they're mm-hmm. going to live with Patrick Williams shooting threes, and that's why they went to the zone. Because when Chicago gets going, they get going in the paint and with their mid-range. So if you force them to shoot threes, they're not going to be able to get that paint presence. So I think that zone, when they started going zone in the second quarter, that's when the game, I think, started to change for the Heat. That's when they went on. A, they went big by like 12, and they stayed around there for a little bit because of that zone. I mean, Kobe White took quite a few too, and Kobe White has been an all-over-the-place shooter for his career. He's shooting. I love Kobe White, man. I like him too. Kobe White. He's a new Heat killer after tonight. He just he was he was really good today. He played he played very well, and I I, I've liked him ever since he got. I I don't watch college basketball, but his introductory press conference, we was happy for his homeboy. I wow wow wow. He seems uh. He seems like a good kid. To Pablo, to your point about Chicago, uh, they are one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league. They're like 24th. Yep. They shoot they 34% suck. on the season. And, you know, Miami's like, okay, with a bad three-point shooting team doing that. Chicago also takes the 21st fewest threes, right? So yeah, only, only, yeah. So Miami, by getting them to shoot more, they shoot about 31 a game on average. See how many they shot tonight. So 37. 37. Miami got them to play a little bit out of their game. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I just think that that's kind of the point of the zone. You just want to get teams out of what they want to do, make mm-hmm. them a little bit uncomfortable and get, you know, buy some time to get your better defensive units in there. So credit to credit to the zone, credit to, to Duncan. Let's talk about Bam, who's the other man of the hour today. Uh had two very good games against Chicago. I mean, the game on Saturday, uh, he certainly played incredible through three quarters tonight. Uh, I feel was a carryover of that, you know, just everywhere defensively, 21, 10, six and a steal, uh, 57% shooting, uh, with, you know, getting, getting to the line nine times is incredible. You know, zero turnover is my favorite number. I Lou, we can start with you. Then we can go to Pablo, you know, he's just stacking these successes on each other, but tonight, he was an issue for for Chicago. I think that guys like Vucevic can't guard him. He was very good at kind of picking on Chicago's lack of size, and I think like that's incredible. I think the this, the cutting that he did when other guys were operating tonight were really effective. I mean, he's just just great. I, I think the the flow and the spacing was really good in general, and they were getting him the ball in his spots. And I don't think Vucevic or Drummond, for that fact, can guard him. And it, it's. I'm getting to the point whenever I see Bam face up, I'm like, they got to send two. Like, the, whoever's in front of him is not When he's them. one dribble away, he's yeah. dangerous. It's, it, and, and tonight, it, how often did you see, like, him on a smaller guy or Vucevic? And what they'll do when he has, like, a big on him, they'll kind of put him a step back for him to be two dribbles away to really kind of keep the big out. And I've kind of liked that adjustment by the Heat. Yeah, it, it, they've been – they've definitely done a way better job of getting him the ball in spots that he feels comfortable. And he's just been like, man, he's been cooking. Like, Bam, this is the best Bam has played in the regular season. 100%. I, I think the only thing that kind of compares was when Jimmy went out last year for that little stretch and he was able to – but he's doing this now with Jimmy in the lineup, which is the difference. 
And I, I don't I don't think it's a wild thing to say. I think Bam's been their best player this whole oh, season. That's not He's wild. been fucking phenomenal. He deserves all the praise and then some. We should be thanking our lucky stars. We got a hold of somebody like this because he's truly one of one. Yeah. Pablo, I mean, to that point, again, a guy like, and Avucha is not the best friend in the world, but he's a big guy. And the yeah. fact that Bam doesn't have to back him up, can just face him up like tonight. I think that that's a tribute to something that we have been asking for, at least on Miami Heat beat for a long time. I've said many times, I want him to be more Amari Stoudemire than Dwight Howard on offense. There you go. Yeah. I genuinely think he can be that. And I think tonight's a great example of like played within himself. Again, the face of game, I think is huge. The jump shot. It, he's, he's very effective at it this year. He's shooting a good percentage. And again, tonight just had everything going and against these smaller teams. It's just too, I just don't think that guys can guard him. He's learning to use his size. And again, tonight's just a great example of that. His, it all starts in my opinion, with his mid-range, his face-up, he's making them now. So that's that's showing defenders that they're going to have to step up when he faces up around the elbow. And once they step up like someone like as slow as Vucevic, one dribble, he can go to the basket. So that's that's why his mid-range, his that's why we've always wanted him to shoot because he's he's such a force driving in. That's no, he's six nine. So the moment he drives in, he's almost most likely going to make it. So when you have that jump shot, when you have that mid-range face-up game, it opens up the court for you. So like like how you said, you don't want him to play Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard can sometimes be stopped because he doesn't have that type of face-up game. He just gets the ball in the post and goes up. With Bam, he can post up. He can shoot the mid-range, which he's been very effective at this year. And that's going to open up cutters. That's going to open up three-point shooting because it's, that's going to take out a big man from the paint. So and with with switching with D, it bring uh, we talk about D Rob again. Those pick and rolls, they're doubling D Rob. That's a wide open layup for Bam right there. So Bam is getting really good at picking his spots on the court. Yep. Chats. Why why are people wanting to destroy my agenda to get Alex Caruso? I want Alex Caruso. I'm I want him big, too. Yeah, I'm a big. I don't want to talk trades today, but I'm I'm just <sighs> want to clear the air here. Chats. I would love Alex Caruso on the Heat. I don't he's really a, he's a heat can, culture type of player. They can't really trade Kyle for him because Kyle's contract is too big. So if you mean that, you know, trading Kyle for Caruso, I don't really see that no, as a possibility. Uh, Look, man, I'm just going to stop. Uh, the Heat are not trading for Alex Caruso, guys. Give it up. We don't have enough to get him. Uh, he's going to go for I think he's going for like two first round picks. I, think. I, I, think I don't think we should give that up. I've, I've heard both people, both, like people who are like around Chicago, I've heard them tell that to me. And I thought it was kind of like asinine at the time, but I mean, at the deadline, teams get teams get desperate. Could be wrong, but who who knows? Shit happens. Um, shit happens. But <laughs> how worried were you guys that they were going to blow the lead tonight? You know, Jimmy didn't Extremely. have to play the fourth quarter, uh, but that you know, I don't know, man. I I didn't feel that way at all tonight. They cut yep. it. There were times in the first half where. They concerned me because I thought they should have been up by a lot more. Chicago shooting obviously kept them in the game today. And I was like, if this is like a 12 to 7 point game in the fourth quarter, I might be a little worried. But they slammed the fuck. Good teams slammed the door. And mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not going to say like that's a bad team. They should do that because a way I agree. But good teams blow out teams that embarrass them. Like you get your revenge. You're like, I'm going to you. And they shut the door on them. And I think that's huge. Yeah. I don't think they let their foot off the gas. Um, I actually wasn't worried at all today because um, if there's one thing like 
we we if there's one thing I think Heat fans take for granted is sometimes they just look at the Heat and they're like, damn, they lost and things haven't changed. The next, the very next game, typically there's an adjustment or something changes or there's a newfound attitude. They won seven in a row, probably got a little complacent. Chicago punched them in the mouth. They came back and they punched back. They knocked them out. Um, they never really had a chance this game. They kind of kept them at bay the whole time. Even when things got close, they didn't let Chicago overtake momentum. And I, to be honest, I wasn't worried. I feel so much more confident when the ball in the fourth quarter is moving like it is in the first and not when Jimmy's trying to play ISO ball, as good as yeah. Jimmy is. But I think the three ball was falling in our four, today in the fourth quarter as well. Mm-hmm. So it's not like previous games where like we just can't hit anything in the ocean. Duncan was hitting threes. Jay Rich was hitting threes. Everyone, every, they were making their threes, and I think that's also what just kept the lead from just. Do you think that that's shots just fell? Or do you think that their process was better? Do you think that they were process? A more, you thought what? What did you see? You thought they were? I I felt they were a little more careful with their shot selection, but I, mm-hmm. I want to hear what you have to say. Uh, they were just the with the same with Bam. They, they were getting like Jaime was in the corner that he got wide open from a Bam post up. So like they were they weren't jacking up threes to jack up. So, like, they would create those threes. So, they're getting good shots out of it. They weren't just uh, holding the ball for 10 seconds and then having to go ISO and then just Josh. pass out, out of a layup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I just think the offense looked more patient. They they didn't play like they were down. They played like they had a lead. And that's a big thing. They didn't they didn't play at five miles and, uh, at 100 miles per hour. They played at a good pace, 25 miles per hour, you know. Something slow, and they got good shots out of it. Slow and steady. Uh, Lou, do you have any closing thoughts on this before we switch to Jaime? No, man. I'm ready to talk about... I'm ready <laughs> to talk thing, about fucking Horchata. Chad saying I was staring at Pablo like a college professor who had set up a student. <laughs> I want to hear what you got to say. Do, do tell. Or, oral exam. We're gonna we're, maybe maybe we're going to have chat grade you at the end and see how you do. We might use a poll feature and see chat grade you. We'll see nice. how, how they oral. feel about Pablo. Hey, Let me tell oh. you something. Let me tell you something about uh, Horchata. He, let me, man, for you to play, listen, he was, he was kind of killed on Twitter on Saturday. I did not get to watch the game live. My, my best friend got married. Shout out to you, Darren. Shout out to your beautiful wedding. Shout and your out to wife. But so I was, I was off the grid. However, I did see people complaining on Twitter the next morning. Hawkes, my man was getting killed. Responded 19 big points. Outscored Jimmy. Four assists. Three or four from three, that's the number. That means a lot to me. And zero turnovers. You know how much I love zero turnovers, plus 24. Shit. Uh, he, honestly, I don't even know where to start with him, man. I. It's incredible. This guy is what? How many games? 14 games, man? Oh, Lord. Yeah, not 14. to pull over. 14, yeah. 13 games into the season. And he is, he is, he's closing games. He played the most minutes today. Um, plus 24, like the kid just knows what the fuck he's doing, man. Oh, what? Chat wants to know if designing make Jimmy <laughs> expendable. Oh, man. Look, look, man. Max him right now. Trade Jimmy for Caruso because they both go for two first round picks. No, I'm kidding. Right. But, um, realistically, man, like Jaime is making Jimmy's, speaking of Jimmy, he's making Jimmy's job easier. He's making everybody's job easier. I mean, I tonight, love- he, I mean, the, the, the shooting, I didn't think he would be there right away. And he's a, he's become like a good spot-up shooter. Yeah. Ironically, um, his numbers in college, he was a good shooter from 
uh, wing threes, like NBA wing threes. He just sucked in the corners, and it translated into the NBA because he's been bad in the corners. But today he hit three corner threes. So, you know, hopefully that changes. But That's a place that he needs to be able to be comfortable in because mm-hmm. it's yep. just the way that Miami plays, and I think you saw it tonight, particularly when Kyle and Jimmy get penetration, they need that guy from the corner to help to create offense. It's just not the same. If the, When they get wing shooting, it's usually off movement or in transition or when the ball swings and finds a guy relocating mm-hmm. there. The corners provide something kind of unique. And it's a direct, yeah. it's a one pass shot. That, exactly. I think that's kind of what you mean. It's like literally just yes, a one pass you. shot. But um, I think it's interesting that he, that he's, you know, aside from his shooting, he's doing everything, man. Like he's operating in, in pick and rolls at the mid range, getting to the cup, blowing by the center, making good reads. It's typically extra, extra swing. Defensively, like the way he's moving his feet, the way he's containing the ball, forcing tos. I, I don't even know if he had a steal or not today, but it, it's just he had two steals today. So to as as my fucking point, the kid is the kid's not playing like a rookie, man. Like he's, he's playing like a four year veteran. Like I, I said, my comp for him coming out, like ideally, like at the very minimum, he's gonna be Grant Williams. He's way fucking better than Grant Williams. Let's I said at the go. Minimum. I said at the minimum. But Did you this see kid Al's is tweet today. Yeah, yeah, no, J- JJJ is what people wanted Justice Winslow to be. He's that, better than what people wanted yeah. Justice fucking Winslow to be. No, I love Justice Winslow. I, were you around here Twitter then? Oh, man, we, I, you know I was... what we expected out of that young man? I was pushing... The, I was Have pushing you heard Justice the song? Winslow. Oh, for I sure, know. man. Devin Booker scoring, but his wins low? <laughs> I was actually 15 when he got drafted, and I was Brass, so happy. That's my goat, bro. Brass Jazz popped off with that one. Uh, Pablo, so... One of the things about Jaime's game tonight that I love beside the shooting was the fact that he can make a play when the defense is in duress. He got the ball on the wing, I think in the second quarter, and the defense was scrambling, was able to kind of beat that first guy that was rotating over. And once that guy got beat, he got the layup, right? And he's really good. He's not going to break you down in the pick and roll, but he has enough ball handling and enough ball skill to be able to kind of get by guys and score in those situations. There were quite a few of those today. Some of the, the the fact that I think Miami has a lot of guys that thrive when plays get broken, right? Duncan's great at relocating to those places. Kyle and Jimmy, that's the fucking that's the zone for those dudes. And a guy uh, like and a guy like Jaime is fitting right into that. And you saw it today. There were a couple times that plays broke down, and with this team and the way that they play offense, it's gonna happen. And he's able to kind of take advantage of switches like he did tonight. Got some some smaller guys in the post, was able to make passes, was able to score and, and do all those things. I that to me is like so critical. That's the difference between like you being like a nice little NBA player and you being like a legit guy that changes games. Yeah, it's and it starts with his body control and his ability to pick pick and choose where he wants to go with the ball. So he loves the post up. He loves to grab it right there and bang. And one thing about him, he knows how to use his body to a T and that you don't see that with rookies. It's kind of like Luca in a way where he knows how to, when he's in midair, he knows how to control how, where he's going to land, how, how high he's going to jump and his patience, like how, how Bond was talking about in the last, in the last post game show, his patience is something that you don't see with a lot of rookies. And, Something I wanted to mention when uh, Lou was talking was his jump shot today. I don't know if you guys noticed, 
on the release on the on the high point it looked a lot smoother than what it did in previous games it wasn't it didn't have the hitch to it i don't know if you guys noticed but when Caleb? you were shooting it was one mo- it was one no, it was just one like that Jaime. It was yeah. just one motion. It wasn't two motion. I think the best way I can use to describe it is it felt like whenever he shot, his feet weren't in complete, like, syn- like they weren't synchronized with, like, his upper body. And today was just smooth. Yeah. Like, wasn't, he wasn't overthinking it. And, that, and that's what you want. I think, w- truly, what I'm so proud of this fucking Heat team for doing is giving this kid the ball when he has a mismatch and being like, Jaime, we know you got to take us somewhere because we know we didn't, we, didn't go, we didn't go out and acquire somebody. You're the person we acquired. Prove us right. And they're they're giving him like they're letting him hunt mismatches with Kobe White on him, with Javon Carter on him. Um, they're putting him into pick and rolls late into shot clock, like bail us out. And he's doing all these things. There's trust. There's trust. Yeah. It, it, that's the key word. They're trusting this kid. And and I, I said it at the beginning of the fucking season. Go back and listen. If the Heat want to make it anywhere, you have to trust these young guys. Because yeah. you didn't you didn't add anybody. These young guys is what you added. Prove it. Like, let them prove it. Give them a chance to. And I'm so fucking happy that this whole Spolster doesn't play rookies bullshit is thrown out yeah. the fucking water. That's the most bullshit take I've ever heard. Sorry, it's, Heat Twitter. It's the Leonard, maturity. Lenny Lesser oh. said, and some Heat fans wanted to draft Cam Whitmore. Yeah. Brian hey, Goins I was one of them. insane <laughs> on draft night. Oh. Brian, Brian left the show because they didn't <laughs> draft Cam Whitmore. And, and we got we to gotta get the montage on that. Next week, because I, I think I think t- time's up. Time's up, Brian. He's been in hiding ever since. Hey, I wanted Cam Whitmore, but I was the only guy on the show who didn't fucking trash the pick. I was like, this guy's a hooper, guys. <laughs> you did, you did, you did. Frankie and Frankie and uh, Moose and Brian were just not not draft beat. Was not happy. Draft beat had a, <laughs> we had a rough day, man. Uh, but a little bit more on Jaime. It's just his maturity in his game. It's just, I think that's what gave him the the minutes. Were you laughing at that one? I'm no, just, somebody no, said Brian was tomato red the day. Yo, yo, go back and watch. We have to clip this. Brian didn't let Mama, anybody talk for 30 for seconds. <laughs> 30 seconds of Brian just, what the fuck? I'm fucking done. It, it was, was content, it was like baby. That, that he was left. I think he left C. the stream. I he think did. He left it was capital oh, C He did. He did. He, I was watching. I was that so day. proud of him because I was like, "This man is genuinely pissed," and this could be our greatest montage ever if this <laughs> turns out good. I was like, "Oh man!" Because he was mad. He you was genuinely mad. Like, he was genuinely like, "I'm." Because remember, they didn't get Dame, and and the off season was was it, it was it was just, it was it, it wasn't up to what people thought they were going to get. Like yeah, it, it was, was disappointing. Over. You know? Yeah, exactly. Those two months were hell. If we exactly. were just going to say it. it was just. That's like- Brian went ballistic. <laughs> yeah, I'm bro. Brian was. It's funny because before the stream, he's like, "I swear, if we get Jaime Hawkins, I'm done." And <laughs> we got Jaime Hawkins. Pablo, I was so happy. Fi- you gotta find Brian saying, "If we get Jaime Hawkins." I know, I know where it's at. I remember. Okay, I was watching. You gotta that get stream. that, and then you gotta get his reaction because we got we gotta put a montage together. I we gotta have, we gotta have Brian apologize like Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> That's oh, what we gotta it, do. With the Chris does video. I'm sorry. This was a very bad day. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Guys, but I mean, really? People are just roasting Brian. I, I'm here for the, for the chat today I, I, is active. Uh, Weird Alf says, every great heat pick results in 90% of heat be getting pissed. I remember how confused <laughs> Nikias and G were when we drafted Bam. 
have have you ever have you ever heard that Pablo? No, I haven't. The the Bam. Oh, I, I'm gonna find that and we're gonna play it on the show uh, to end the show. So you, we can we can initiate you to uh, to maybe the most famous Heat Beat clip uh, ever, yep. guys. I want I want your thoughts on Jimmy tonight because you know he's obviously a very important. Piece. Yeah. We're gonna do Jimmy. Let's do a quick thing on Jimmy, and then I want a very quick thing on Caleb, and then we'll close the show oh, out. We're, I, have we're something on, I have something on Jimmy. Yeah, right go now. Ahead, I, I want to hear what you got to say on Jimmy. Wait, can I just bring it in real quick? Bring it in. In the Jimmy, two on the shot clock for the running hook. Guy hook, baby. Jimmy just pulled a hook shot. Did you hear it? Yeah, I heard it. Jimmy says, I want want chat and our listeners uh, on the pod or on YouTube, just listen very closely. Jimmy yells sky hook as he takes it. In the Jimmy, two on the shot clock for the running hook. That matched my hero. He's... I think that looked like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar a little bit. I'm not going to lie. That was a little bit of hint of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> but in reality, his today he was getting doubled a lot for someone who doesn't really care about regular season. The Chicago Bulls made it known that they don't want Jimmy to beat them. And, and what Jimmy does, he makes the right basketball play every time. So instead of forcing a dumb shot, he found someone open every single time. And then when they wouldn't double, then he would take advantage of the mismatch and go up with it. Yeah, he missed easy ones. But he was, he was relatively just coasting today. Cause you really wanted him to try against double teams the whole time? No. So he just let his team like Bam. Like it's like how Lou said, Bam is the bus driver right now in the regular season, while Jimmy can coast. Yeah, Jimmy's passenger man. Sometimes he doesn't even have his seatbelt on. He's just being reckless out there. And um, defensively, I do think he was very, very good today. Offensively, you know, maybe not the greatest shooting game, but he got to the free throw line doing Jimmy things. There's not much to say about Jimmy. The only thing I do have to say about Jimmy isn't so isn't so much about Jimmy. It's about his his agent, Bernie Lee on Twitter. Is a fucking insane follow. This guy Bernie is Bernie Lee. Did you? This see, guy is goaded. He took out Christian Felicio today, bro. It, he's for a, it, no reason. Yeah, pe- people were saying Jimmy was on the Hornets ABO in 12, and he was like, well, yeah. since I got time today, he got this guy named Cristiano Felicio, 33 million American dollars for being on a team he dragged <laughs> into the playoffs. No, like, this guy... This Felicio's just like, what the fuck did I do? Like, he's He's got to be as crazy as Jimmy. And then he followed it up by um, saying this psychopath just yelled skyhook as he was doing it. I'm turning this game off. Like, <laughs> like even, like, it, it's just their match made in heaven. I'm just as happy as we have Jimmy as as I follow his agent on Twitter, man. What a fucking what a follow. My Jimmy's my goat. Real quick, I want a very quick hitter on Caleb. How do we feel about the Caleb Martin experience this season? Because doesn't feel tonight was uh was a rough outing, I think. Doesn't doesn't look like he's at game speed. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Um he is it bad to say I don't think he's as healthy as he should be still? He doesn't look as explosive. I mean, his defense looks great either way because he's a great defensive player. He was hustling out there. But his jump shot still has no lift to it. He's still hitching a lot more on his upper release compared to the playoffs where it was just – it still looked weird, but it was a lot smoother than what it is right now. He, he He's not getting as much lift. And I just think maybe he's not ready yet. And since Hero's out, they're playing – they have to play him a little bit more. Um. Yeah, I mean, 
I can I can see the the struggles are are kind of a concern. To be honest, I am not concerned whatsoever. I think he's looked <laughs> fine. It's the chat, <laughs> chat says karate situation in chat said, dude, the hitch is getting worse. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is he was never a, a lights out three point shooter. Um, last year was kind of an anomaly. He's coming back down to earth. I don't think he's as bad as he's been shooting the ball recently. He had three great looks today in the fourth quarter. I think he missed all of them. Um, but he he's doing everything else um pretty decently. Um, the finishing around the rim is kind of iffy. I think that's the biggest concern as mm-hmm. as far as his game. The jumper comes and goes. Um, I think we'll be fine with him. And to be honest, I think we'll be fine without him. But that's for another day. Yeah, I mean he's shooting twenty three percent from three on the year. It's shot thirty six. Shot thirty six percent last year, which was okay, not great. And Career 41. high. No, forty one <laughs> the year before that. He shot forty one percent the year before his first, that. His first. Oh, sorry. I, I'm thinking about the playoffs. Yeah, thirty five percent is probably around where he he's gonna settle at. Yeah, but it's just it's his knee. It's his no lift. That's I think that's what's because he's also a great mid range shooter and he's not he's not turning around like how he, how he used to. So I just think his knee is not as healthy as it should be at the moment. I put yeah. in chat uh, for chat to grade you on nice. your uh, debut w. performance. So as that happens. I'm going to play for Pablo and Lou our live draft reaction when Bam Adebayo was selected by the Miami Heat. Well, just reporting to here selecting OG Anunobi. No, no, Bam Adebayo. I like Oh, my. That's a Bam. Yo, what are we doing? Oh, twice? Who is this? Twice in one show? Ba- are you kidding? What is he doing? Who is that? <laughs> he just said that, that they're going to draft OG. Oh, no. No, we won't. Oh, no, we won't. They're drafting Bam Adebayo? What is what? what, what I read it. You gotta be freaking oh, kidding! Oh. That is Bam Nikaias, out of the bayo. That is Nikaias Duncan, frequent guest on the Low Post, and Alex Toledo, credentialed member of the media for Five Reasons Sports. <laughs> Livid that Miami. What's not in that audio clip is Nikaias saying. Epe Udo is available in free agency. Just if you want a big that could do with that skill set, just get him. I mean, no worries. I didn't. I didn't know who Bam was when he was drafted. And I, I didn't said, either. You saw me asking, like, who yeah. is that? I didn't know that. I, that was a made up name. But you know what? I said, "Fuck it, we ball," and I said he was better than Hassan already because I saw Hassan I, in that year. He was already on the downfall. It was just, I have a I think... question about Whiteside. I'm so glad you brought him up because I had a huge argument with my friend Rohan at Cardi today, and he said that Joel Embiid is funnier than Hassan Whiteside, and I said, Cap. not. Hell no. no Look, way. man, Hassan. if there's one thing Hassan Whiteside does well to this day is Snapchat. be a fucking comedian. Dude, ready or not is a classic. <laughs> him just sprinting circles around the, the, <laughs> the heat locker room. Like, he was... He was ass on the court, but he was entertaining. Nah, his, it's his, a cold world, so bundle up. I mean, come on. We got shooters. Up, we got shooters. I mean, come on, dude. He just, I miss him. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's he's comedy, dude. His Snapchats back in the day, like you weren't you weren't a Heat fan if you didn't follow him on Snapchat for his stories, dude. I remember just... my favorite, and I, this is not a joke. I think the most I've ever laughed at Heat beat content, and I think my favorite was Jack Alfonso live tweeting Hassan's episode of Tanked. Tanked the show where he got a big fish tank installed. And Jack did a story on that episode. 
And I remember it being the funniest thing we've ever done because just imagine Jack, who's, you know, weird Alf himself, just tweeting and commenting on Hassan Whiteside getting a fish tank installed in his house. It's comedy. <laughs> just comedy gold. You think he, uh, you think Hassan Whiteside uh, would work on the heat right now? Or do you think he would just go back to being a bum? Um, I would think him as a back and five. I think Gee. so, too. Gee. I think so. Cut the show. I, I believe. I believe in Hassan. No, nobody believes in Hassan Whiteside. That's why he's not in the fucking league. I, I, that, he hey, is the epitome of trash. He, why he, is Andre Drummond hey. in the league, but he's not? I don't the, get that. Hey. Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond shows something called passion that Hassan never got once he got paid. Hassan Whiteside is dominating Puerto Rico right now. All right. Look, he, man. DeMarcus Cousins better was dropping Jack, 35, Jack's 10, giving 10. a detail in chat from the story. He had a spinner that said MH for Miami Heat, and then it said HW for Hassan Whiteside when it spun around. <laughs> <laughs> Embiid, Embiid would never be that funny. Ever. He oh, should just be God. the Heat social media manager. But that would like, be not oh let him into the building. It'd be career, career nights. I mean, could you just imagine him? Imagine him as like a as a color commentator for the Heat. Oh, That'd man. be hilarious. Just get Crotty out of there. Just, He'd just be like, get Crotty, the, get the guy who radio. took my spot is on the floor. Listen, we never like him. him. <laughs> no, actually, keep Crotty. We need a three man booth. We need Eric Reed, John Crotty, and Hassan Whiteside. What do you think yeah, Hassan hey, Whiteside's hey. commentating is going to sound like? You see right here. That's I remember running circles right in that there. locker room. Hassan. Hassan Whiteside over Deadman. There's no way Deadman should be signing oh. to the Clippers and Hassan playing in freaking China, bro. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. I'll take that. Great, great win. Fantastic evening for Miami. They have uh, Cleveland on Wednesday. Max Struess Appreciation Day here on Miami Heat Beat. Tiffany Meeks takeover of the postgame show. You know wow. it's going to be lit. Tiff is uh, Tiff's hosting the postgame for Heat Cavs. Had to let my girl do it. You know, it is Max Struess Appreciation here Day. Here on Heat Beat. So big thank you, Max Day. Hopefully with another Heat win. Hope Jimmy trolls Max. Hope we have a w. good time. So be be on the lookout for that on Wednesday. And yeah, guys, they have a hope. I'm I'm not gonna see you the rest of the week. So have a great Thanksgiving. Have a great holiday weekend. Is Black Friday still a thing? I don't even yeah, know. The Is Dolphins it? play on Black Friday. So have a safe Black Friday. Don't they play on Thanksgiving? No, they play on they're playing the very first game. On Black Friday against for, the Jets for Amazon Prime. Yeah. Oh, uh, are there Friday NFL games now? Bezos? No, it's no, just Bezos. It's, yeah, Amazon Prime is it, like it's mandatory for them to have one game a week. So since Thanksgiving games are like you know, it's it's oh, a tradition. I get it. I get they it. had to yeah. move it to Friday. Got you. Got you. The NBA is probably. Hey, what the poll say? Uh, I didn't see, but most shout see most shout was nice to you. They were like Pablo Rookie of the Year, so people nice. people liked you. Let's just said you get a B because you didn't get roasted as hard as Lou did. That is true. You got off I, very easy. Yeah, I was gonna say, man, I'm I'm not fucking with Chad today, man. You're lucky that <laughs> Alf's not here. You're lucky because Alf Alf would have made it happen. You're lucky that I'm here and I'm I'm way nicer. Uh, chat is wants uh, chat saying happy. Somebody said I'm too good. Yoga G is too good for Black Friday. Uh, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. Are the Chiefs losing? I hope not. Actually, yes, I hope they so. are. Yes, they let's are. go, 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 birds. Listen, my team's in the AFC, so well, you know, yeah. I need, I need, I need uh, <laughs> yeah, my team's better than the Dolphins, so yeah, right. So, so, so is mine. <laughs> high five, yeah, high five. right. Bangers, 
Bangers. Action Jackson. See y'all on Wednesday. Do